Blessed one, welcome to Inspiring Word, a life-transforming encounter with the Word of God with Bishop Steve Asari. Bishop Steve Asari is the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. Lighthouse Chapel International is part of the United Denomination, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Steve has a unique teaching gift and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. We bless your name, O God, this morning. We say thank you for gathering us together again. Thank you for the joy of being in your house. Thank you for the presence of your spirit in this place. Thank you for the words that you speak to us. For the healing, for the anointing, for the deliverance, for the help that we are receiving. Thank you that in this new month, we are seeing special things happening to us. Special blessings from your presence. Your mighty hand upon our lives and you coming through to us in every situation. Holy Spirit, lead us, teach us, and show us the way of the Father in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord and welcome your neighbor who is sitting by you. Right. Now, I'm sharing with you about the rewards of honor. And the context of this message is also that May is a special man to us in this church. And unless you are very new, May 14th is the birthday of our prophet and founder and apostle and pastor and father. It's an important, very, very, very important date for us. It's a good idea to clap and to... It's also a show of honor. Very good. And what makes it even more special is that this year, May 14th, he turns 60. So we are celebrating the 60th birthday of our father. Is it a good idea? Clap for the Lord once again. It's only the people from Damascus who are not interested in this thing. I don't know what they are interested in. I think you'll be interested in the birthday of the assemblyman of Typha. Or Domi. 
who is your assemblyman? His word. You don't know your assembly. So then what are you interested in? And your MP2 has left you. Has she come back? So you have motherless, fatherless people. When you come and they say, Father, we are celebrating. Now much work like that. What kind of behavior is that? So, yeah, it's also very, very special. And I always say that we are all here in a church because somebody was called by God and responded to the call and gave his life for what you will not give your life to, even up to, you see, somebody gave their life for, at a time when there was nothing, no ministry, no, nobody, but he comes up to say that, I know God has called me, I'm going to serve God, I'm leaving my medical profession, and I'm going to be a pastor from today. The, the, the surprising contrast is that today, there's a church is that not so? We come to church, we take offering in church. Some of the offering is used to pay people who work full-time in the church. So even if you are full-time, if you are coming to be full-time today, at least you know that people will give offering and there will be something to pay you, at least at this time. Or is that not so? Yes, maybe you don't know that your offering, part of it is also used to pay the people who work full-time. The people who work full-time, they eat. They pay rent. They pay school fees. They buy fuel. Yes. They pay electricity. This place, this shell out of Ankwa, at the time, they were getting to know me too much. I stopped going there. But it's like they know me. And they know that this is the bishop coming. But they never said that today, bishop, let's fill your tank for you. Nah, not once. Yeah, you got to pay for it. So those who work full time, they are paid. And the money that is used to pay them is your offering. Like Bishop Kofi. He eats offering. So the day you people jigga and say you won't give offering anymore, then he has to go back for his stethoscope. Yeah, so now, at least you can see a church you can see that you yourself, you give five CDs. It can pay somebody, can't it? But even now is the time that people are, I don't know whether they are afraid or the idea of full-time ministry is very remote, alien, and what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's what? Or people are more apprehensive about the idea. Apprehensive means they are, they are afraid. They are, either they are afraid or they are something. So. But I'm saying this is somebody. There was nothing, zero. Nobody. You, were you there? You were not there. But he said, 
I'm a doctor, but I'm leaving the stethoscope. I'm leaving the hospital. And this is what I believe God has called me to do, and I'm doing it. And that's why you are here. And those of us who are pastors, that's why you are called pastor. Those who are bishops, that's why you are called bishop. Even if he didn't appoint you directly, the person who appointed you was only working on his behalf. Yes. So you could not have ever been called LP if you didn't meet Bishop Dagwood Mills. Never. When you were growing up, were you LP in any form of fashion? You know, you know. I also know, you also know. How would you be LP? So it is only devils. Let me give you, put that scripture there. I have not a devil. I honor my father. Put the scripture there and let's see. Only devils, demons, Satan is anti-honor against honoring somebody who should be honored. So if the idea of honoring disturbs you in any way or makes you uncomfortable in any way, then it is a suggestion, an idea, and a move from Satan. And you have to bind it now. John 4, 8, 49. Have you seen the scripture? Read it. What does it say? Uh-huh. I have not a devil. Yes. I have not a devil. I honor my father. So... What I'm saying is that if the idea of honoring is a problem, then it is devils who don't honor. Just like the idea of or the act of oranguism. Do you understand oranguism? Do you understand oranguism? You can look on your dictionary. You can Google it. It's from the devil. It is Satan who said that, look, God is the one sitting on the throne up there and enjoying everything. And we are here. I will also ascend on high. I will be like God. And I will sit in the high places. It's like I want to elevate myself to the place where God is. And also become like him. It is from the devil. So anytime you see rebellion, people rebelling, and people coming up to fight against a father, to fight against authority, to fight against people who have made them. This guy, um, Lucifer, who made him what he was? It's God who made him. And... In heaven, this is God, at least from the readings, 
And this is Jesus. And the next person in command was Lucifer. Before Michael. Before the young man. What's his name? What's the young man's name? You don't know Gabriel. Oh. Yes. So that is the order. These are the three archangels. And Lucifer was the top of them all. Then Michael. Then Gabriel who came in later on. Do you see? And you have been given such a high position. Everybody bows to you. Everybody salutes you. Everybody says that you are the, I mean, they, they honor you in your position. But it's like, no, I want the very top where God himself is sitting. That's where I want to be. So the whole idea of rebellion is from Lucifer. When you see rebellion, uh, you see Oranguism, you know that this is Satan at work. It's as simple as that. You don't have to go and find out, so what is the problem? So what is the idea? So what do they want? So what are they looking for? Is Satan at work? If your mind works well, that's how you have to diagnose it from day one. If you do it that way, you will save yourself. Why do I say you save yourself? Because a person who is on the road of rebellion is also anointed in a way with high skills of deception and can deceive anyone and anybody. Can you imagine that Lucifer will go on this journey and be able to deceive one third of the hosts of heaven who are with God. They were not with a pastor. They were with God. They were all with God, meeting God, working for God, flowing with God in heaven and doing everything and they know that this is God. And this guy here is not God, but God has made him as great as he is. But I don't know what words he told them. And I don't know how he described the badness of God to them. And I don't know what he was able to say for even angels to be convinced that the man up there is bad. And this is the good person so we should follow him. One third of the angels in heaven. So, Anybody who is anointed for rebellion is also anointed for deception and can deceive you. So they say, why is it that when somebody leaves and they say, then you don't mind the person again? Because some people who have left, they are worried that nobody minds them. Why should I come and mind a person who is anointed with such evil? Because they can just smear this evil on you. And no matter the good intentions you have and the good heart you have, before you know, you are also contaminated. If angels 
can be deceived to rise up and fight against God. <laughs> then take it unto yourself. Yeah. Be careful about yourself. So I'm showing you that there are certain things that as soon as you see, the scriptures make it very clear what the source is, what, where this thing is coming from. Very good. Right. I said two, th- I've mentioned two things. One is a person who is against honor. Two is a rebel. When you see this thing, don't go and pray about it. Do you hear me? Don't go and find out why are you rebelling? Why are you fighting against authority? Don't go and ask why is it that when they mention honor, then there's a problem. It's Satan at work. And somebody must hit your head and cut Satan out of you right now. Yes, that's what I mean. You, the, the best way to, or the best person to cast out devil is yourself. John chapter 11. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, let's look at the scripture again. No. Jesus said, I'm reading NLT of 849. No. Jesus said, I have no demon in me. For I honor my father. That word for, what does it mean? Eh? Because, if you did JSS English, you would remember that. I have no demon in me because I honor my father. I have no demon in me. What's the proof that I don't have a demon? I honor my father. And the proof that you have a demon is that you dishonor me. You dishonor me. You have a demon, not me. That's Jesus preaching. John chapter 11, verse number 1. And 11. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. Beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Uh huh. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified. You may be sick, but your sickness is for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified in your life, because your testimony of healing is right at the corner, and it is on the way. That is why if there's no sickness, you will never have a testimony of healing. Oh, yes. Okay. Next verse. Verse 5. John chapter 11. 
Are we in verse 5? So, although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. But his disciples objected, Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus replied, there are 12 hours. The disciples said, Lord, if he's sleeping, verse 12, if he's sleeping, the disciples said, Lord, if he's sleeping, he will soon get better. Don't you get better after sleeping? They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now, you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. Amen. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, he went to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Jesus, yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she turned, returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, the teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house Consoling Mary saw her leave hastily. They assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. You can see their faith in Jesus. If you had been here, if you were here, this thing, it would never have happened. May God help you to have faith in Jesus. Yeah. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, when Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing there, they see how much he loves him. But some said, this man... Um, um, couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry. 
as he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. You remember he told the disciples that, look, don't worry, that we're not there. But now you will see the glory. Is somebody about to see the glory? Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, you have been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you will see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in headcloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. The next subtitle is The Plot to Kill Jesus. That's why the Bible says that uh, with that Pilate uh, knew that for envy they have delivered Jesus to be killed. Because somebody that will heal sick people, open blind eyes, even somebody is dead in the grave four days, he stands there and calls the person, and the person comes walking out. They gave him rice water, he ate it immediately, and he was okay. Then the next move is that we have to kill this person. Don't envy. If you envy people, you have a bad mind always. So, um, people who honor experience supernatural power. Those who honor receive supernatural power. Honor is rewarded with mighty works from the one you honor. Jesus could not do mighty works when he was with people who did not honor him. Mighty works of miracles and healings are denied those who do not honor. Now, the beginning of the passage, as we were reading, look at verse 1. Now, a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. Um, in the parenthesis, in that verse 2, said, this is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. I don't know, I mean, the Bible, the sequence may not be the way. I don't know whether this one came first or it is the reason of Lazarus. But the, put it in King James, put it in King James, verse 2. Verse 2 is the key verse, although it's in parenthesis. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. It was that Mary. It is this Mary, the person whose brother is sick and the person whose brother is dead, it is that Mary, the one who honored Jesus. 
And Mary gave the greatest honor you can think about. The stories look true in the Bible about the pouring of the um, expensive perfume. This one is called ointment. The other one was like perfume. The other one, they anointed Jesus. This one, he, she poured it on Jesus' feet and used her hair to wipe the feet. Why do I say it is the greatest of all? It's the greatest of all because, number one, what he gave or what he poured was very expensive. Are you still here? And number two, I mean, women, you know your hair. Is it not so important to you? Don't you spend a lot of time doing your hair? I mean, if you do. Um, if you have to do, and here we have to do, because if you don't do anything, it will become like mine. So as I'm looking around, I can see all of them have paid various sums of monies. Yes, to have the kind of hair they have. But this is a woman who comes and uses not her hands, not her feet, not her, even her dress, that can be what, but her hair to wipe a person's feet. And those days they were not wearing shoes, they were wearing sandals. And that place too was desert and dusty. So dusty feet of somebody. One of the customs in those days was that when you enter a house, you wash your feet before you go in. And the reason is that the terrain, the nature of the place make your feet very dirty. So don't come inside there with your dirty feet. It's just like if you go to Korea, for example, you don't enter a house in your shoes. You have to remove the shoes and put them outside there and walk inside. Why? Because they sit on the floor. Everybody is sitting on the floor. And you can't bring your dirty feet from outside to the place where we sit. That's why the baby's church, I don't know if they haven't changed it. We don't take shoes into the baby's church. Is it still like that? It's still like that. Very good. Why? Because our babies are crawling around in the place. So at least we should spare them the dirt from under the shoes. Somebody said, which one is better? Because some people, when they remove their shoes and their socks and things like that, it's worse than the shoe, but at least we have tried. So, she used her hair. If you are talking about honor, this is somebody who has come with the honor of an expensive perfume. In the first place, and then in the second place, she's giving herself 
the glory of the woman is the hair. So all her glory and all her dignity and everything that she had, she's putting it down there at that time that it doesn't matter. I'm putting it down on the floor just so that I can honor my master. Oh, yes. This is it. Look at the story in Luke. Luke chapter 10. Those who honor will experience close and intimate fellowship. But look at Luke chapter 10. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about March 7 and came to him and said, Lord, um, does thou... Not care that my sister has left me to serve alone. Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Matter, matter, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. Mary has chosen that good path, which shall not be taken away from her. She also honored Jesus by sitting at his feet and listening to his word. So this is somebody who is given to honor and honoring. She would honor. She would honor. And what is the result? The result is that she receives the greatest miracle we can ever read about in the Bible. We have miracles of people who are blind. Somebody is blind, now he can see. Somebody is lame and he can walk. Somebody is bedridden and he's up taking his bed and going away. Somebody is this and that. But the miracle of a person who is dead for four days, has been buried for four days, and somebody will stand there and call out his name and say, come out. That is a very com- completely different one. There was a time that they were going to bury the person. Jesus met them on the way and he stopped the, the, the uh, procession and then raised the person from the dead. You could make some argument that maybe he wasn't really dead or something or something like that. He was in a coma and he was coming around at that time that Jesus made. But this one, he said that because of all those arguments and all those negative things that people say, I know this guy is going to die, but for the glory of God, let's stay where we are. Let him die. And then we'll arrive in the place and thou shalt see the glory of God and the power of God. And Mary is the one who was chosen to see this glory And to experience this power. And the reason for that choice is what we are reading in verse 2 of chapter 11. For it is that Mary. It is that Mary. It is that Mary. It is that Mary. There's a reference to the person. And they are giving us the reason why such a great miracle will come to a person like that. Because of what she did. She wasn't somebody unknown. She wasn't somebody chosen at random. Jesus didn't just appear somewhere and then they thought, I'm going to do a miracle in this place. It is that Mary and her sister Martha who are doing the job for Jesus. Come on. 
So Martha was busy cooking. Nine jollof. When you are one kilometer outside their house, you still smell the, the distance that is coming. Yes. She was very hospitable. And of course, a good cook also. I don't know when was the last time you even made food in your house and called some people that come and eat. What well, me since I came to this church, nobody has invited me to their house and, and said that this is food. Not even, okay. I think one person. What I'm saying, is it true or is it not true? One day you invited me to your house that this is Jolof or this is Kukunte. Even Christmas, I'll ask for invitation, invitation, invitation. Nobody invites me. <laughs> but this is Martha. And Martha will be sending Lazarus around. Lazarus, go and bring the oil. Jesus is coming very soon. You know the time. It's about 15 minutes. You'll be here. Lazarus, uh, come and find the coal pot. <laughs> Lazarus, so Jesus will be around. Martha is busy doing the things. Lazarus is running around, and Mary is the one sitting down. She didn't like cooking. Yeah, that was the problem she had in the house. She didn't like cooking, just like some of the girls of today. And every girl in this church must learn how to cook and practically cook. You can't cook in your head. Yes, so it says, oh, I don't do it, but I know how to do it in my head. There's no cooking that is done in the head. Google. The other time I saw something on, I think Google, somebody who learned how to make a granola soup from Google something. And this is something called soup. And then they have put the granite in. Is that what you are going to do? Don't disgrace us. When somebody marries you and you go, then they come and show us something that looks like soup with nkatia inside. And you call it nkatiquai. Don't disgrace us. Yes. Where are they? Some are here. Yes. And don't force them to eat your bad practice that you didn't learn from your mother. Because your mother is not like that. It's your laziness that made you so. Yeah. Oh, sadness, yeah. Oh, they say, oh, in Katikwan, they are saying, yeah, yeah, no. In Katikwan, now they go. Who say you want very different from your mouth like a yewam? It is that Mary. I said, is that Mary? I'm giving you, I think the, my time is up, but just this one point. God releases miracles. And the greatest of all miracles to the people who honor. Yeah. If you honor the person you have to honor, you are built for miracles. You know? I'm talking with a brother. He said, look, this thing, I don't, he said, I don't know why people don't understand it. 
Because for me, what it does for me, the type of miracles that have come to me and said, I don't know why it's a difficult subject. Now, and I also don't know why it's difficult for you. Look at um, Mark chapter 6. This month of May is your month for great miracles. This month of May is your month for great miracles. This month of May is the month for unusual miracles. What you haven't seen it, what you haven't seen before, you are seeing it this time. Yes. So in Mark chapter 6, verse and he went out from thence and came into his own country and his own disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished, saying from whence had this man these things and what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty works I wrought by his hand. Jesus is always in the business of working mighty things. And he does mighty things for people. One of them is what we are reading about in the Bible. About a brother who is four days dead. And he said, Lazarus, come out. And the guy comes out bound. His head bound, legs bound, everything. There is a loose him and let him go. Wow. I'm sure what he, when he got to him, he said, Where's my food? I want to eat. For this, or bon. Or say, even don't open the thing here. Tell you, no, you don't understand. Just said, the guy will be stinking by this time. You want to disgrace her. Open the roll out. Now look at it. Then, where's the connection? Verse 2. Uh-huh. Even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. Okay? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon are not his sisters here with us and they were offended at him. This is what the people around were saying. Who is this doing mighty works? Is not this the carpenter? Is not this the, ah, my classmate? Is it not this boy? Is it this guy that I know? And today he says what? He's a miracle worker. He's a pastor. He's this. He's a bishop. He's founder. He's prophet. He's what? Is it not just this person? You see, if God doesn't open your eyes, you will treat very anointed men of God as ordinary people. And that's the danger. Yeah. They are human beings, but they are not ordinary people. That's the problem these people had as they looked at Jesus who was as any other person in terms of his look. They said, ah, who is, who is he? What is so special about him? Is this not Jesus? 
Is it not his mother who said you could at the other side? Mary. Who named Mary? Yeah. Gobert. I'm on for pepper. It's very good, yes. Ah. Ne brother, James. The guy who used to be last in, in our class, James. Even in brother that. Even they carry the crowd. All these things. So you treat the anointed as ordinary. That's your problem. That is your main, that is your problem, not main. It's the one thing that what is not ordinary, you treat it as ordinary. You see what is special and what is separated and what is different and then call it a normal, ordinary thing. That's your problem. That's your problem. Is he not a human being? Oh, he's a human being. Jesus was also a human being. Jesus was a normal human being. That's why he's called the son of man. Man like anybody born of man, the way they are. That's how Jesus was. Very normal person. So you can easily misinterpret mistreat, misdiagnose and it is to your own head that, is this not the carpenter they didn't even say the son of the carpenter but the carpenter himself is here and they married, this married that, that woman eh, he being son and this in bros. now look at it but Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. Listen, the, it is also the same in our house here. It's like people who are outside of our church honor our prophet more than we who are in honor him. Even pastors, that's our problem. Because pastors who are outside in other churches will take his books and read and study and use it to make their churches work and have better mega churches. But you see, our pastors in this church, the book is there like this. They will not read it. They will not open it. And they are struggling and sweating. And the thing is not working. And the Christians in the church, it's the same thing. That's why you don't go to podcasts to listen to any message or you don't do flow prayer or flow church or anything. You are just there. But people outside are benefiting from it and they are flowing in the thing. And we who are here, it's like, it's nothing. But look at verse 5. And he could there do no mighty work. Save that he laid it down upon a field sick fold and healed them. Where there is no honor, there is no mighty work. And I'm encouraging you to open yourself up to mighty work by understanding the concept and the principle of honoring the anointed so that you open yourself up to mighty work because where there is no honor there is no mighty work the reason why there will be no mighty work in your life is that there is no honor 
the reason why certain things don't happen to you or they are not your testimony and they are not the things you talk about is that for you there is no honor so mighty works are missing your life is devoid of mighty works empty oh yes for me you know I'm here. I'm a pastor because somebody said you are a pastor. I'm a bishop because somebody said you are a bishop. I'm here pastoring a church because somebody said go to this place and pastor a church. So I owe my life, all my life to this person. Yes. All my life, what I am and what I have and what I do. I owe, that's how I understand that I owe it all. Everything. So you, you can only honor somebody when the person means something to you. If it doesn't mean much to you. Look at your life. Has it not been affected by this ministry? And then you come here and say, oh, me, the best I know is Bishop Steve. You are, you are, you are, why you laugh? Why you laugh? Maybe that's what you people do in this area. The person you know is your MP. That's why your roads are not done. You don't know the president. It's more than that. It's more than that. And it is how you relate how you know, how you appreciate, that's what will determine your honor. And that is also what will determine the mighty works. Mighty works. Mighty works. That shall be done in your life. Jesus responds to honor by giving the greatest miracle to the greatest honor that was done to him. Arise. Father, thank you for the grace and the opportunity to honor your chosen and your anointed. We cast out the evil voice of Satan. And every satanic influence that will minister to us negative and evil ministrations, but rather cause us to walk in your love, in your knowledge, in the understanding that. We honor God and we honor them that have to be honored.
And so shall we walk in mighty works, mighty miracles, and mighty outcomes. Let everybody whose heart is charged in this direction see and experience your hand and your mighty power. In this month of May, let there be a release of many mighty miracles, mighty outcomes, mighty breakthroughs, mighty interventions from the presence of God. Somebody who had been praying and has an outstanding prayer for some time. I pray that this must be the season and the time when there is a mighty release of a mighty answer to that outstanding request and prayer in the name of Jesus. Father, come through to us. And for every obedient heart, let the hand of the mighty God be straight towards them and let them see your glory and your honor in the mighty name of Jesus. You are here this morning, you want to give your life to Jesus. I'm giving an opportunity to surrender your life to Jesus, that your name will be written in the book of life. You will not go to hell. You will go to heaven. If you are here, you say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand. You need Jesus. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you. Everybody, you don't have to come to church and be on your way to hell. If you are in church, you must be on your way to heaven. That's why I'm praying this special prayer for you. So you will not go to hell, but you will go to heaven. Lift up your right hand. Lift up. God bless you. Your hand is lifted up. Come to me in front here. Come right here and let us pray. You need Jesus. Come. God bless you. Come. Jesus is calling you. It's the beginning of a new life for you. Come to Jesus. It's the beginning of your new life. Come, it's a new life. It's the beginning of faith. He'll change you from today. The day Jesus comes and the trumpet sounds, you'll make it to heaven. Let us pray. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me come into my heart today. Forgive me my sins. Wash me in the blood. Make me a new person. From today, I'll follow Jesus. I'll serve Jesus. I belong to Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. Thank you, Lord, for dying for me. Amen. God bless you. May God show his mighty works as you come into the kingdom. May a new life now begin with you in Jesus' name. Amen. I will pass over you. You. When I see the blood.
We receive the body of Christ for our healing, for life. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. This is the bread of life you have in your hand. The bread that gives life. Receive life. Be delivered from death, sickness. Delivered from evil diagnosis. Anything that will take your life away. The bread that gives life is canceling that effect. It's canceling it and you are walking in life from today. We receive the blood. Wash by the blood. Saved by the blood. Cleansed by the blood. May the blood cleanse you and wash you and cover you. May your sins be covered by the blood. May your mistakes be covered by the blood. Anything that gives access to the devil because of your mistake, your sin, anything you have done, anything from the family, from before you, ancestors, that gives access to you from the devil. Today by the blood, you are covered. Covered by the blood. Covered by the blood. When the evil one comes around, let him see the blood and let him pass over. When the accident is planned and laid out on the road, because you are walking under the cover of the blood, you shall not fall into it. For the blood is your deliverance. You are delivered. You are set free. You are victorious. You are protected. And you are defended from the evil around you because of the blood. The blood of Jesus. And now, lift up your hands. Receive guidance from heaven. Somebody needs guidance. Spiritual guidance. Somebody needs counsel that it looks like no man is able to give you, but God is giving it to you. Direction, guidance. Yes, guidance. He will guide you. He will show you what to do and how to do it. Receive that intervention in Jesus' name. And I pray for you. This month, your month of answered prayer, your month of miracles that are released, your month of good things held up there that are now made available to you, your month of whatever is lacking in your life that is being supplied, your month of the sorrow going away and the joy of the Lord coming, your month of end of sorrow, your month of end of lack, your month of end of sickness, your month of end of any evil thing that has attached itself to you by the power of the blood of Jesus, we detach it from you. Let it be the time 
and let that breakthrough come and let that breakthrough come to you receive that breakthrough in the name of jesus it's a month for your breakthrough it's a month for your miracle and it's the month for your testimony as you honor who you have to honor may god come through to you with great miracles what looks impossible for they dead in the grave but let life enter into this four days dead and stinking in the grave and let life come in. There's nothing impossible. I declare there's nothing impossible. I declare there is nothing impossible. I declare there is nothing impossible. I declare there is nothing impossible. For to man it's impossible but not to God. For unto God all things are possible. May everything you desire and pray about now become possible and let it happen to you in this man. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Shout a big amen to the Lord. Victory. You have the victory. You have it already. You have it already. You have it already. You have it already. You are holding it in your hands like that. But that's what the Lord will do. Thank you, Lord. For mighty works. How many are expecting mighty works? Mighty works. For it is this man. You will honor who you have to honor. And then at the end, they will find a reason to give you that miracle. And then they will say that it is this Mary. It is this John. <laughs> it is this Abina. Who did this honor. And that is why this miracle is directed towards him. Towards her. That shall be your story. I said that shall be your story. In the name of Jesus. Clap for Jesus. You may be seated. God bless you for listening. We invite you to join us this Sunday. Our Doxa service is at 7.45 a.m. And Victory service at 10 a.m. Our Victory prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari. Dash DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International Dash HQ. May God bless you and protect you. Angels cry.